0: I'm Becca
1: from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle our Price the Lightworker. Welcome to the podcast. Beck's back. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um Becca's getting come up last here. time. Yeah. So I was expecting Beck to be joining us um, as I alluded to in that episode. But um yeah, I had a couple of other important calls. So um we didn't get together in the last one. So um we are back. The party, the business, the band-that's what I was looking for. The band is back. In town.
0: The Rebecca. band is back. We're rocking.
1: Yes, here we are. <laughs> it's nice to oh, have you.
0: It is good to be back. It is good to be back. um Crazy time of year, isn't it? End of year and beginning of new year, things are yeah. kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden, everything just sort of starts. I don't know. School starts, all of I know they go back to school in just a few days.
1: Yeah, know. well, yeah, right? in um, because we're in Queensland, we're in different states. In Queensland, they got went back this week, and um, yeah, back in Canberra, so it's a little bit um different in it's terms of the schooling. Yeah. yeah, we've got a movie night tonight that we're organising as well. So that's um because all the school kids are back. So um, yeah so anyway we're gonna get into the theme Beck so today we're going to be talking about and this is um, something that you could probably um maybe chat a bit about the theme is really to do with something that has been going on since you moved house
0: it is it is so our theme for today is like Zen garden
1: yeah and uh so yeah this came back to about due to Rebecca um yeah moving house so we thought well it might be nice to do a little chat about, you know, how you put your garden together. Maybe we've got some tips um, and maybe water-saving tricks and things like that. So I don't really know at this point because we um, write everything separately. But, um, yeah, it came about from uh, Beck's little move late last year. Um, so, Beck, what's been going on with you, hun? Um, must be a busy lady.
0: Busy lady, I am. I am. I had my birthday earlier on in the week, so that was exciting.
1: Your, your birthday? And oh, that's right. It was. Birthday, yeah, happy birthday. It
0: was. Thank you. Thank you again for, for that, Michelle, because you did message me, you sent me yeah. a beautiful message for my birthday, which was lovely. Um, but what my um, one of my daughters bought me um, an Esther and Jerry Hicks book, The Teachings of Abraham. Yeah. And the Vortex. So I had the Vortex arrive at my door this morning, which was so exciting. A very happy surprise. It's brand new and just so beautiful. Um, so yes, the Vortex arrived at my door this morning, which is very cool and very exciting and yeah. just looking forward to getting into that. So I, I have a feeling it's just going to be one of those things where other stuff misses
1: out. Yeah, am not
0: going to do the washing today.
1: Nope, I'm gonna read no washing, no, the kids are going to go without their uh, uniforms when the time comes, uh, bad luck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They've got their uniforms, I've already checked that all out, that's all good. Oh good,
1: good. <laughs> yeah, it is quite addictive, that book I've got to tell you and I was saying to Bec O'Fair that I um, actually loaned it to someone and never got it back so <laughs> I don't actually have my copy of that anymore which is a bummer um, but it is an awesome book, yeah.
0: Very cool, so yeah, very, very excited with that one. And just, <clears throat> I've got my son's birthday coming up
1: tomorrow. Yes, amazing. So that's
0: exciting as well.
1: Your teenager.
0: Yes, yes, 14, 14. So that's that's really cool, really cool. And then, they, of course, they go back to school, so he doesn't get much much of a holiday after his birthday, but at least this year he's not back at school on his birthday.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> like happy birthday, go to school.
0: <laughs> happy birthday, yeah.
1: Off yep. you go, on your bike, mate. Great. Uh,
0: welcome to life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is the real world.
0: So, yeah, the only other stuff I've been up to is working on my path for out the front, which we're going to talk about a bit today. What about Fantastic. you, Michelle? What have you been up to?
1: Um, well, much in alignment with what you were just talking about, it's quite funny because um, I we have a little mentorship chat group and I put a post in there about um, this cruise that's coming up Um, that I'm like beyond excited about. And um it's actually to do with Esther and Jerry Hicks, which is so strange because um it turns out I didn't realize I thought Beck must have seen my post. That's why she was mentioning like her birthday present, but um she hadn't. And um uh so that was quite bizarre. Um so what it is, it's it's a cruise to Hawaii. Um so we fly to Canada and then um sort of go to Hawaii. And it's with Esther Hicks. So we, it's a celebrity cruise, and they actually have Esther on board, and she's channeling Abraham and doing all of her stuff. So um, it's an absolute dream. I mean, I've always wanted to do Hawaii anyway. So that was an absolute, you know, bucket list thing anyway. And the fact that Esther Hicks is on board, my favorite ever, you know, channeler, um, is just ridiculous. So the combination of both of those things, I was like, you know, I'm going to move heaven and earth. I don't care what it costs. I'm doing this particular. Thing and it's my first ever cruise. I've actually never done a cruise either, so that's a you know a couple of firsts, but um, you know, it's like the Pope for me. I mean, um, uh, not the Pope, bloody Dalai Lama, the Pope, my god. Um, <laughs> it's like the Dalai Lama for me. It's like I would not miss this situation for anything, and I absolutely have to do this. So when Beck put that um photo up of her book that she got for her birthday, I was just like, oh my gosh, um, that's quite amazing. So, um, very on point and very on topic both of us today so um yeah i'm just really excited about that so i'm just trying to tee everything up for that um really and just get the you know flights and everything sort of booked that you got to do so for australia day because we went out and celebrated with our mates yesterday um at their place they've got a um really nice little um pool and all that sort of stuff like they're in a resort sort of complex so we just were hanging out by the pool and my girlfriend was uh googling flights for me and stuff like that because she's um really good at that stuff and i'm not very good at that so i just let her have a look at all the prices and i'm like all right that sounds great let's book that so um oh and also tonight i alluded to the fact that we're organizing another movie night so we went to do a movie night last week back but um it actually like rained us out it was uh, rainy and it was really windy and we got this um so we've got a grant we have got a um little grant to actually run movie nights and um uh, which is really good but It's been really windy. And so the first one we did, um, we were watching Trolls World Tour, which was really cute. I actually really enjoyed that. Um, but it's an inflatable um screen. So if there's any wind, it's like a jumping castle and it's gonna take off. And you're actually not, council won't allow us to actually put um stakes into the ground. So they don't want us to accidentally like hit a pipe or whatever, you know? So they won't actually let us put stakes in the ground to actually pin the thing down. So what we were doing was, um, well, not us, but the events people were tying this great big inflatable screen to poles, like street poles and stuff like that. Um, And the guy's actually a tree lopper. It was very interesting. He's a tree lopper. So he was really watching what the tape was doing and how much the flags were blowing. And apparently that can tell him, like, the degree of knots. So, um, yeah, it was super interesting uh, talking to him. And then, of course, because of my background radio, they're like, oh, Michelle's MCing. And I'm like, hey. I'm like there on the sausage sizzle going, sorry. Um, so, next minute I'm like, okay, hey, guys. And um, as a result of that, the organizers have actually asked me to host the Clangor Music Festival. So, um, based on me getting up there and sort of doing some improv on the microphone, um, they asked about actually, because they organize the Clangor <laughs> Music Festival up here. Uh, and that goes over like four days or something. So, I've got to like figure out dates. I'm like, what? What am I doing? So um, yeah, apparently I'm seeing MC- the uh, Clounger Music Festival now. So anyway, we've got another movie night on tonight. I'll be a bit more prepared for the microphone situation as well. But um, yeah, they've got storms forecast. It's really grey. It's really humid. You know what it feels like right before a storm. Um, but they're only forecasting like a millimeter of rain. So whether it's just a storm with like lots of lightning, which isn't great, you know, if you're sitting in a park, you know, watching a movie. Um, right. but yeah, we're just gonna sort of call it later on. We'll see what happens. But it's really gray and overcast and really humid. Um, so I don't know. Um, we haven't made a call on it yet. But it was meant to be last week. We had to move it because of the wind. So um, I don't know what we're gonna do future wise. We were thinking about doing it in a school, like on concrete, but I don't think it's as nice an atmosphere. But um I don't know, both of them, the first one was a bit, you know, how you do it with the wind, and this one's, you know, it looks like it's going to storm. So I don't know. Uh, it's a bit of a bummer. The weather is really hard to predict lately, Rebecca. So um, anyway, it's that's what I've been up to. Yeah. It
0: certainly is. We've been having the same down here um, with the weather. It's been like 30 degrees and then it sort of drops down to seven degrees. And wow. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just taking, taking a jumper with me everywhere at the moment
1: yeah well that was us so, in warwick yeah. when we went to warwick people are like oh you know it's really can get really cold and stanford can get really cold and rah rah and of course we're down there and it's like 37 degrees and we're like are you joking um so i just yeah it's just really difficult because you look at what it has been and you think oh yeah i can sort of base it off that nah <laughs> forget about it. it um you know we were checking everything we thought we did really well with that and it's just the temperatures were nothing like what we've been googling so um yeah, it's a funny one. A lot of clothing we didn't need in our suitcases. So, Beck, we might get into the um, chat today for the Zen Garden. Absolutely. Did you yeah, want to kick things off it. because it's your garden situation or what do you want to do?
0: Um, Sure, sure, I can yeah? do that. Awesome. I was, um, so when I came to this house, as you all know, I've moved, um, and when I came to this house to see it, one of the first things that came to my mind was to place a path from the front door to the road um there is an access point from the driveway and it's fairly easy on the side of the house so it comes up the side of the house and then there's the we've got like a a, a large eave that runs along the length of the house mm-hmm. um however when you've got cars in the driveway it kind of takes that flow away that you know the driveways all blocked and you've got to walk around the cars to try and get back to the to where you're going. So in my head, um, I wanted an alternate access. So the path to the curb was there. It was stuck in my head. Um, and the funny thing about this, Michelle, is mm. that while I was preparing to leave the other house, my neighbor had a stack of pavers he wanted to get rid of and just said, "Take them. What take them, take them all. If you want them all, that. take them all. I know. that not meant to be?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I so was great. like, absolutely. This is so cool. So naturally, me being me, I had a vision in my head and then had to research mm-hmm. because that's what I do. Yep. So while I'm no expert in Feng Shui, I'm starting to learn, you know, just broaden my horizons. And that's Ari in the background and Siri mm-hmm. now both going off. So I apologize. <laughs> <I> apologize <laughs> One's the other. one. That's right. They're both starting now. So yeah, no expert in feng shui. However, I have been doing. It just seems like that's just what I'm drawn to at the moment. Everything is feng shui cures and learning about it, and there's a bit in all of these sorts of things. Yeah, there is a bit in it. So it started started with this path, and I thought, I you know what? I just don't want just pavers going from the front gate to the curb.
1: Yeah, just boring stuff.
0: Yeah, like I just I just didn't want just pavers. I wanted to uh, pretty it up a bit, maybe do something a little bit different. So I had a look around because we've moved and there's things that we don't need anymore that we're getting rid of. And I had a look around. I had this tabletop, this wooden tabletop. It's an outdoor tabletop. Mm -hmm. So we had a look at it, and Matt was there, and he's like, "Well, what do you want to do with it?" I said, "I've I've just dragged it out to the front yard, and I've got. I'm going to cut it up. I want to cut it up. I want to use this as part of the path." So we counted it out all out and evenly cut it into 10, ten slats, which gave us four, four, four sections. And uh, there's a photo up on the thing. So I've got some pavers there. Ooh, I've lovely. got some, I've got round oh,
1: pavers. Oh yeah, I've got oh my God, that is so square amazing. Ones.
0: And I've got the wood, and the wood I'm actually going to paint. I'm going to to to, to paint it. So I thought maybe I'd just varnish it to protect it because it's that an outdoor is table,
1: so cool, and you have to
0: do that. So this is what we've done, and we've created this little little pathway. And in Feng Shui, if you're having a path to your front door, they they, they recommend not having a straight path. If you have a straight path, they say to put flowers ah, or water I feature gotcha. or something like that to slow down the 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 chi, the, the energy that comes mm-hmm. through and to have a curving path to help slow it down otherwise the energy just rushes towards your house so this is this is all part of my learnings and and readings and and what have you and um it's really funny because we're at the point now when matt's like well can we do this
1: can yeah do just this? double what checking if do
0: what if we do this can you can you do, are you allowed to do this i'm like we can, we're allowed to do anything we want as long as it feels good but there are certain things that feng shui um and then the energy flow recommends recommends. yeah one of them is that the path is curved sort of curves off so i had the path had it all there and the bottom half of the path as you can see in the picture isn't Mm. actually settled into the ground so we haven't dug out the ground and placed it down so it's not a trip hazard or or what have you yet so we're out and we did the first part of this first half and um well the first two thirds of the path i'd say and then it started thunderstorming. Was like lightning, Ugh. and it was raining. Like okay, well, we're done. We're done for today. And, and what have you? Then my neighbour from next door, absolutely lovely, lovely lady, um who is Chinese.
1: Oh, she came
0: over to welcome us to the neighbourhood. Amazing!
1: <laughs> I can see where can this see is going. See where this is
0: going, right? Yeah she's absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous lady um so she came over to welcome us and brought us over a chinese new year gift
1: of course she did which
0: was absolutely beautiful absolutely beautiful
1: it's not a bonsai so is front, it?
0: no it's not a bonsai no um but we we um it was actually lovely um for her to do that especially since we we um you know, haven't really spoken much to the neighbours. Um, I do say hello to her when I see her and, and what have you. So she's come over and we're talking and she's gone, oh, she goes, your path looks really good. She said, you know, I'm, she's, she's got um, stuff she's doing next door and it's been a few years she's trying to get the... the um, the design aspect of it and everything correct and she's done a lot of research into even being Chinese she's done a lot of research into the feng shui and and what have you yeah and she said to me she's gone oh she's because I've had the curve in the path and she's like oh she said had you thought about putting the curve going the other way And I looked at her and I said, yeah, I said, I was actually trying to see which direction the curve should go.
1: Ah. And she said, it
0: took me forever to find which way the curve needs to go. She said, but because we're on a street that comes down a bit and it's a cul-de-sac, all the energy is coming down the road and it's building up in the bottom of the cul-de-sac. She said, so instead of having your your path facing the end of the cul-de-sac, face it the other way. The energy comes down and then you can come back out
1: yeah i'm
0: like brilliant absolutely so is that the really
1: cool. is that the way that it's done there in that picture or if you do you need to change it now
0: i've changed it now that's the way I'm it's done that picture but we right. still still got to dig it into the ground yeah. so i just yeah. went out like literally i started moving them then thank and there. heavens
1: you hadn't like, dug it in oh, already because that's way. that's a lot of work like if you'd already actually How- done it that'd be a lot to change know, it around had, yeah so luckily we I had, had three- dug it in. yeah
0: three sunny days that got cold overnight and was like, it was supposed to storm, it's supposed to storm, it's supposed to storm and it didn't, it didn't. We got to that point and it stormed.
1: And then wow. she came back
0: the next day and was like. That's amazing. Really cool. Really, really cool. Sunny so to Very excited about that. Yeah. So lots of little, little tips there. And, and in that photo there, I've got, um, I had actually an olive tree sitting in the middle of it, which is a, a tree of wealth and prosperity as well.
1: I love the olive and tree. It's so pretty. You,
0: that's right. And that it's bad luck, they say, to have a tree right blocking your front door. Uh-huh. So anything. So over that's a another meter tip. High, so that's another tip there. So anything over a metre high, um, the energy can't get, it's blocked.
1: Ah, okay. That's a great so tip. For-
0: Fortunately, that, that tree that I had there, it's not actually in line with my front door. It's just sort of off to the right a bit, which was which was really good. But then I've been playing around with it. I've pulled that out of the way. And I'm thinking of putting a solar feature there, solar water feature.
1: Oh, great. Water. Very good. Yes, Getting the elements water in is there. Very
0: good. But now, yeah. now I've got to do more research and try and figure it out. Because I wanted a solar one, I didn't want the wires and the cords and running the electricity um the solar panels and water features don't work very well when it gets cloudy of
1: course and you do have probably some cloudy days down there
0: that's right and you need the water to flow continue if it's going in spits and spits. if it stops starting it's not so good that's right the energy stops starting so i'm just sort of looking at different options there so that's where we're at at the moment and it may change completely
1: again (laughs) wow that is so cool (laughs) um some so, really great tips in there Beck, too um and whether yes. there's some resources that um you've accessed you know that you can add to the show notes that'd be really great because um it's a lot for people to take in so if there are some resources and things that you've sort of been reading or tapping into uh, pop them in the show notes and um and we can give that to the listener at home as well um Beck, while you're away and when we didn't catch up last time um i was recording um i did say in the episode and i was going to mention to you but you um we didn't catch up the um little trip I did down to Warwick, I forgot to mention, but when I went to that little bookstore um in Warwick, um they actually had a bunch of feng shui books there. So they had like a whole stack of them. So when I was going through the books, because they're free, you know, if you want to learn, you basically just take whatever book you want. So I took um about five or six different spiritual books and um the there was stacks of feng shui books there as well. And I thought of you immediately because we'd already decided we were doing that um that episode. So I didn't buy any, um, but yeah, there were heaps there on the little spiritual shelf. So I thought that was really good. Um, so it's still a real big thing um, if all the um, you know, literature and everything is out there. The other interesting thing, because I was doing a reading for a lady and um, uh, she was talking about, I was talking about her business in her house and a room, and it turns out she's big to Feng Shui. And um, it's really interesting because I don't know much about Feng Shui apart from what I've learned from you, but I could see metal. And I was like, is someone is someone putting metal under things? I don't know if they're coins or something, but like pieces of metal or something. And she was (laughs) laughing at me and I'm like, what is it? And she goes, Michelle, part of Feng Shui is that you place the different like elements or materials around the house. So she's getting random bits of metal and putting them like there's metal under her lounge suite. There's metal under different like objects. in it. I'm like, what? And I had no idea. I mean, this is when you know you're doing something, Rebecca. When you're doing readings a lot of the time, it feels like you're kind of making stuff up. But I was literally going, there's metal all around your house and I don't know how to explain that. And she goes, yeah, it's a Feng Shui thing. And that's when we started talking about Feng Shui. And I was just like, oh, my God, there's no way I could have known what that would have been. Like, I mean, for spirits to be able to show me, that was pretty amazing anyway. So I thought that was so um, so interesting. And I learned a lot actually during that connection with her because she knew a lot about Feng Shui. Um, and again, I was, you know, thinking about you and, um, what you're doing over there. Um, the other thing that, you know, I guess for our perspective here, and we haven't got the little path and we haven't done, you know, the stuff that Beck's doing at her place, but, um, the garden and what you do with it. And when we say Zen garden, I mean, there is a particular, you know, technique, there are particular materials that use in a Zen garden and things like that. But we actually at our place really just wanted to create that sort of, um, I guess Zen, you know, Zen is like a state of, um, you know, peace and tranquility, really, you know, the meaning of Zen. Um, and so we created a beautiful sort of tropical garden out the back and we've got, um, on order, a little beehive and we've got, um, I've got my herb garden, um, which I water frequently, but I wanted to get like a little water feature. It's just interesting because we've got a cat. So when you have water features, then sometimes birds come in and stuff like that. And I didn't want the cat to be, you know, out there doing her thing. So it's kind of an interesting balancing act when you do have a cat, but um, yeah, I really wanted to bring the water in because the bees love the water and um, obviously birds and other nature and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I just wanted to sort of complete our little, you know, Zen garden in inverted commas uh, with that. But when we've had people sort of looking at the house, it's been interesting because eventually we'll sell because we're building and um a lot of people have just commented on our garden i do reiki out there so when i'm doing reiki um i have people towards the back of the house as well and we have lunch out there and stuff and it's just lovely we've got lots of dragonflies and butterflies and you know lots of nature because um really i mean it's a small block it's only 350 square um most of the blocks here are like 350 or less they're pretty small and most people don't have a garden most people don't even have room for one so we just made the most of the space really and we just sort of squeezed in whatever we could but i guess with ours we've more created that sort of tropical look um you know the pavers and things but i think in our new place we'll have a bit more room to um, be a bit more creative so i'm definitely taking notes during this episode
0: very cool very cool so i wonder um uh what you could do for joy just to help with that is Mm -hmm. a little locker in a cage no oh my gosh oh my gosh she would hate us forever if we did that to her i didn't say that joy that oh, good. Me.
1: It was me. I was, just, I was being funny. I was trying to be funny. I was trying to be humorous. Sorry, what was your suggestion? I missed it. I was talking about oh,
0: um, A bell. Just put a little bell on her collar so that she makes noise that alerts them when she's coming.
1: Well, she actually doesn't have a collar, Rebecca, because I did try to collar on my old cat and um, she kept getting stuck on trees and nearly hung herself. So I actually haven't put mm. a collar on her. But, um, yeah, she probably does need to have one because then the birds can sort of hear her coming and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, my old cat just used to get them all off, especially with the elastic. They hook them over a branch and then pull until they can get their head out of it. So um, oh my yeah, I haven't found, I know, cats are really clever, so I haven't actually found one I can keep on. So um, I'm still researching that a little bit. But good to hear, really good to hear. Mm. just have to find the right one. Interesting.
0: Um, And with the, um, like, when you were saying about seeing the metal everywhere. Mm. Um, So feng shui is based on the five basic elements. So you've got your wood, your fire, your earth, your metal and your water.
1: Uh And
0: the woods are like your, you know, your earthy sort of tones, the greens, um, fire's red, Uh, wood's also blue.
1: Um, Oh, so they go with the colour rather than the actual, like, thing, like the object sometimes.
0: Yeah, so each section of your house... Um, And this is where it gets sort of a little bit tricky so, um, but each section of your house represents a different element and a different um, um, energy. So you've got, uh, for example, your career area and then you've got your helpful people area which is, so your helpful people area is a metal um, sort of area. So white, beige, silver, those sorts of things Ah, I went out and bought. Yeah, so my cure for that room and... Uh, for this particular room in my house that falls in that area, I went out and bought uh, a couple of silver, polished silver lamps. So I've got a floor lamp and two other lamps there that create that element. Even just a wind chime is something that you can do. So I've got a wind chime hanging
1: up. Oh, that's great. Because I was thinking having like all the little bits and like, I don't know what she's used, but she literally said it was pieces of metal and I thought, oh. Um, So I think that for some people that might be a little bit um, out there um so yeah. i think that what beck's yeah. suggesting is sort of working into the decor because you can imagine like getting the house removal soon you've got all these bits of metal are there and they're moving the lounge and they're like what is this you know might <laughs> look a little bit strange
0: and not only that at, at, you know in that there's ari um in that instance i can you know make sure that they're clean so keep the dust off them and that's make a sure good idea clean, so that it's yeah the energy so they don't get yep. lost and, and hidden um but yeah wind chimes i've got wind chimes all through my house like little just little crystals like sun catches and things like that um your you can even use um like the crystal stones that we use for for healing and for meditation and our spiritual work uh so obviously if you wanted um you know for the wood area you could use a piece of jade or you could use you know like the nephritite jade or or anything like that jade's very auspicious in um feng shui. it
1: really is yeah and in Murray culture as well
0: that's exactly right and then you've got your fire fire sort of zones which are obviously reds and, and oranges so that's more your fame and reputation area um, the earth, which is the center of my house, is is yellow. That's about your health as well. So uh-huh. we're going back to the and, – and you link it in, your solar plexus um, is the yellow. And that's got a lot to do with your your health and your feelings and, and things as well. So it's all very, very interesting
1: yeah, it very is. interesting yeah so, and i think the garden yeah. i mean because we are talking about gardens today and we did do an episode and if you are interested in feng shui we did do an episode on um the house as well and feng shui uh in a previous ep but um yeah the uh there'll be some links and there were a lot of links i remember in that particular episode that beck and i did too so um yeah, so that's a really good tip for on. the house. Yeah,
0: But it's also, again, like we was just sort of saying, it's doing what feels good for you as well. Um, so if you're comfortable with just putting, you know, placing a piece of metal under a chair or, or something like that, then that's perfectly fine. But you do have to take on board that you need to um, make sure that you can keep it clean.
1: Yes. Otherwise
0: it gets dusty and, and dirty and things like that and the energy gets stagnant and, and stale as well.
1: Right. Um,
0: So lots of different, lots of different cures. I've got um, bamboo in the bathroom, which is really good because that helps, you know, create harmony. And it's it's, it's really nice to walk in like to the sink area and see that there's the bamboo there because it's refreshing. It, It sort of takes your eye away from the you know, everything else that's there, like the <laughs> the sink and the mirrors and all those sorts of things. And it's just that nice little calming, refreshing aspect there so you're not sort of caught up with um, everything else that's going on around you. Yeah. yeah but lots of little ideas there.
1: I was actually just looking at um, some Lucky Bamboo because I love Lucky Bamboo and um, they often sell it at like Bunnings and places like that. And I saw some really nice pieces but um, they were about 30 bucks and Joseph was like, no, nah, I'm not getting that. So um, I spew and I was like, I really was like, because I did have lucky bamboo for a long time Um, and it died. It ended up dying. It took a long time. I mean, it lasted for years. But, um, yeah, it uh, ended up dying, which is unfortunate. I want to get a new, new bit for my uh, little room here because those are the things that we can bring indoors. And, you know, often people are like, oh, yeah, I've got the garden outside, but it's nice to actually bring the garden in, which is what Beck was talking about with the bamboo and stuff like that um beck i actually had now this is really funny um an announcer that i worked with in charleville um emailed me over the christmas break and so that was my first radio station that was 1999 um i worked with this guy and um anyway he emailed me and we stayed in touch you know from time to time he messages me and tells me what he's doing and what he's up to and he messaged me and he said michelle and he sent me a photo and he goes Do you remember this and it was a picture of like a little zen garden a little miniature one that you have on your office desk And you rake the little, you know, stones and you sort of rearrange things and the a little rake and whatever. And it was like, oh, and it was still in its box. Like it hadn't even been opened. And I was like, oh. And um, he said, you actually bought this for me. I just found it at Mum and dad's house. He was going through some of his old stuff at Mum and dad's. So they'd kept it. It was in a little box still, pristine condition. He could have sold it if he wanted to. Um, But it was in their office. And um, he goes, oh, what's this? And they said, oh, that's something that you got like years ago from one of your friends. And he goes, Oh my God, Michelle got me that. So he sent me a picture of it in an email and was like, look what I found. And um, yeah, his mom and dad just held onto it. So now he's actually got it out and he's using it. (laughs) But he's like, um, Matt used to do retreats and silent retreats. And he was a monk for a while. And he's a primary school teacher now. So, so good for him, like perfect for him. And he'd been a radio announcer. So he's had a lot of incarnations, this guy, but um, super Zen, super, you know, doesn't speak much. Like, you know, when he does speak, it's always wisdom. And um, yeah, I was just like, oh, I can't believe it. So when you were doing your thing with your garden, and then um, we were talking about this episode, I thought I've got to throw that in somewhere because um, he's just that that sort of energy. And that's why I bought it for him because he was like a monk to me. He taught me about silence and doing retreats and things, and I'd never heard about that before because I was just like talk, 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 talk. And when I met him, it was like you know. And I guess this is relevant. When I met him, I was you know very much in the over. Um, you know, and I guess I talk a lot now for my work, but I was just kind of saying things to fill the air and the gap and, you know, just sort of really just saying stuff, you know, and once he taught me about silence, I was like, you don't have to actually fill the gap. And I find that, you know, when I'm mentoring people, I have clients who will try to do that. Like they will just try to, you know, make up stories or, you know, fill the space with something. And one of them in particular is X radio. Um, and she's getting into this realm and um, she's really struggling with having any kind of silence and so she will go into stories before the person can give her any information about what she's talking about or confirm stuff she's jumping into stories and sometimes she's going down the wrong path and getting it wrong and she's getting really upset but she admits that it's just the whole radio thing where she can't have silence because it makes her really nervous so that's something that she's really got to work through. So I think, you know, Zen, as I said before, really for me is just that real peaceful tranquility, you know, state. Um, And that's what that guy really taught me. And that's why I got him that little Zen garden. And, you know, what is it, 1999? Um, I'm not very good at adding up, but 23, 24 years ago, um, you know, he's still got it. So it's quite incredible he's actually using it now.
0: I, um, it's really cool that, it's funny how sometimes things come to us and when we're not quite ready for them even though he had experienced all of those different changes in life and what have you um that it's come out now and he's really excited about it um it's funny how timing timing works for us isn't it
1: yeah it's funny isn't it it really is
0: it really is yeah so, um, maybe he's been caught up with a lot of stuff and has to remember. Maybe that's just a reminder for him to um, maybe slow it down and, and go within again a bit more.
1: Yeah, well, being a primary school teacher, I imagine he probably mm. needs that reminder, but um, he'd be perfect. Yeah. He's such a calming energy, he's amazing.
0: <laughs> I've got our cart- card draw today, Michelle. I think. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Mid-time. Yeah, Yeah. I did, too. It was just sitting here in front of me and I'm like, oh, yeah, we better do that. (laughs) So the card I've got today is the Fairy Tarot cards, Radley Valentine, and um, it is number 17, which is the star. And it is look to the future with hope and optimism, the power of faith to move mountains, happy changes that bring relief from challenging times. So that's really cool. And then you've got there, you've got the little garden and she's a little fairy and you've got all oh, the, the bright silver lights. So we've been talking about silver. We've been talking about she's wearing the jade dress. So we can see that there. We've been talking yeah. about that today as well. And it's very
1: much about but Make-A-Wish, is it, Bec? The um, little star is, there, Make-A-Wish?
0: Yeah, Make-A-Wish there and, um, you know, finding having having the faith, like just letting go of what you cannot control mm. um you know is this something i can change i came across um but but also this is um before i go there seven and one, 17 is the card seven and one is an eight so this is you know deals with recycling uh you know your travel paths and paths of energy those sorts of things um number eight is also um a very spiritual number it's an achieving number and it is also about um abundance and a lot of people tend to to feel that abundance is a material materialistic thing as well but it's also about feeling good it's your self-abundance feeling good within yourself and you know being grateful for all the little things out there and i think that's just um which also helps Flow the energy to us
1: as well, so we
0: can pretty much feng shui ourselves with our mindsets.
1: Feng shui ourselves, I love that. (laughs) Feng shui ourselves, fantastic. And our mindsets. I'm gonna feng shui myself. (laughs) Here we go. Very cool. Very cool. So, Becca, Um, just a little bit of oh, sorry, love, continue.
0: No, 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 there was something else I was going to say before, but it's gone now, so it wasn't wasn't needed, I don't
1: think. If I want us back in, let me know. Um, Otherwise, I was just going to say I did a little bit of Googling and um, we talked a bit about the materials and things like that that you do need for your Zen garden. Um, But we did mention a little bit about indoors and um, not so much about outdoors. So I just wanted to throw in a few additional things to what we spoke about earlier. Um, And Rebecca actually, you know, has some of these elements because of that little path she's making. But the natural elements of rock, which Beck's got, Uh, gravel's really good sand um, really good and that kind of came into that zen garden um, that I was talking about with Matt Um, and wood which Beck has as well from that table Um, and a few plants and um, they actually say no water is necessary so if you wanted to do something quite minimalist um, you don't need water Uh, but obviously water is great and I do like water myself so I think having that little flow there is awesome but they're just saying it's not the end of the world if you don't have that um, you can also put in little bridges. And if you think about when you go to like the Chinese Zen gardens and things like at the Botanic Gardens, um, often they do have the little bridges, you know, you can sort of cross a little bridge, which is nice, um, and stone lanterns, et cetera, um, and like a nice fence or something. So it's nice to have that separation, I think. And I agree with this too from the outside world because it does then become quite, you know, your own, your own little space. And we were sort of debating this too because obviously we're building a house and we're building on a corner block. So it's quite an interesting area because you're in a cul-de-sac and we were initially, we put a bid on a house um, in a cul-de-sac and we didn't get that one, but really glad we didn't because there's a massive electrical meter box out the front, like huge. So the meter box that serves the whole area is actually right outside that house at the end of the cul-de-sac. Don't want that energy at all. So they stuck Mm. us on the other side, but we're on a corner. So we've got energy flowing from two different directions Yes, and it's kind of a main road. Um, I've got a kids park over the road and then the water beyond that. So we've actually got the water across there and we've got a canal on the other side. So we've got water on both sides of us as well. So I guess that's a good thing, um, but it's just going to be interesting because I think the energy is going to be going sort of in different directions. So we've got to sort of figure that out. But um, in terms of that sort of Zen feel, because I'm going to be working from home a lot, uh, we were talking about doing maybe like, um, you know, like a lily pilly, like a sort of bush kind of boundary sort of thing um and having maybe a little sort of white picket fence on the outside of that and having the bush sort of behind that and then you know beyond that um, i'm thinking because jason's keen because we're doing in hampton style jason was keen to have like all white and i was like well if we're going to do all white we're going to have to like have like a lot of bougainvillea you know and bring a lot of color in through the plants um to offset the white because you know for me i was thinking gray and white you know the white window frame so it sort of stands out a little bit It'll but pop. I have seen yeah. the white ones. Yeah, I have seen the all-white ones, Hamptons, but um, they do have a lot of the, you know, bougainvillea because it's like the purples, oranges, you know, the different colours in that way. So, and I looked at one with them um, where they've done a lot of roses, you know, colourful roses, reds and pinks and stuff like that as well. So I think as long as you bring the colours in, in the garden part of it, um, and I love the little pebbly, you know, stones and things like that, you know, the beautiful river stones and things that you can bring in too um and I think we're definitely going to have the path so I'll think about what you've done we're definitely going to have a path up to basically I have two entry points so there'll be an entry point down with the garages on the other side and then an entry point towards my room so there are going to be two entries as well because I think that you know a lot of the time the garage is right here and I can really hear it when he comes home and I've got clients and stuff so yeah it's going to be an interesting one to try and manage all of that um but yeah we're just sort of thinking about I guess the contrast of colors and and things like that as well I so, think what
0: would be a good thing with those two entry points, Michelle, is like mm. your personal entry point, sort of have that um, a little bit more, hmm, what's the word, maybe a bit more hidden, a bit more secretive so that it's well, just we can like have an going aware, aware of that. That yep. entry point so it's not being used by other people and yeah. have a, a, a distinct set entry point for yeah we're going to have an arbor in the house to see yeah yeah one of
1: those archways and we'll have um, i cool. think bougainvillea or something going across that or jasmine maybe mm. um so yeah it's very similar to i modeled it off one of my girlfriends who works from home she's an acupuncturist and um she got a little studio downstairs and so she has like the R bar she's got her business logo across it and so it's really clear that that's kind of and the other one's going to be very well hidden like the one that we you know go in as a family or you know Jason goes and that's going to be very well hidden down the other end um but one thing I just wanted to say here as well in terms of um getting kids involved um you can actually you know get the whole family involved in this and get them to sort of select a mantra or an affirmation so when you're setting up your um garden You know, ask the kids, you know, what do you want this space to feel like? You know, what um, ideally do we want as a family? Um, So, you know, and you can put that in there, you know, you could certainly write it in rocks or, you know, um, put it in there somewhere, your mentor affirmation as like a family in terms of what the garden is about. And then when you go into that, you know, if you're having a hard day or, you know, it's all getting too much, um, big day at school, um, they head out into the garden and just breathe. And just relax. And that mantra and that affirmation is in there, you know, it's it's a permanent thing. Um, you've got the energy with your, you know, path, you know, sort of facing the right way, bringing the energy in and, and cycling it back out again. So, um, you know, I think that that's all super important also for, um, you know, the family sort of uh, helping them um, if they have, you know, a big day or Matt comes home from work and it's been hard or whatever the case may be. So really good to see it's, that as a family
0: too. Um, it, it's funny that you mentioned that, Michelle, because one of the things that I had thought of to put in in the front garden there in the middle of the path
1: mm-hmm. was
0: like a, a rock well.
1: Oh, a rock well. So I love that. I was going to
0: have these rocks and I was actually just going to put like one word affirmations.
1: Oh, um, I love that. In that
0: so that people could go pick one up and and either take it with them if they want, um, or just pick it up and and just sort of quiet themselves with that energy and and maybe put it back again because it'll be on the path and cleansed and,
1: and what I love have you. that so much.
0: Um so yeah. So that's that's really cool that you, yeah you were talking about the kids and the rocks and, and what have you.
1: Yeah, because I think it's nice. I mean, we, you know, sometimes sort of take over and you know doing the spiritual things we're just like hey guys we know what to do just leave it to us you know and sometimes it is nice to kind of involve you know the family in that you know what do you want to do what do you want your affirmation or intention to be out here a little bit like my little um louise hay desktop calendar with my beautiful affirmations Mm -hmm. on it too um the other quick little things i just wanted to um suggest here beck and this is if you're doing a little mini zen garden so i mentioned before i bought that one for matt which was already pre-done like pre-packaged But really important, um, if you do want to do a little mini one, this is a thing you can do with the kids, like family again, but um, get your little uh, container, little box. I mean, I don't imagine it has to be anything super fancy. I mean, I guess you could use a shoebox or something that's sort of, um, it would have to be sort of airtight. I guess you could use an ice cream bucket, but I don't know if plastic's the best thing, but probably like wood would be good, Um, some sort of wooden container or something like that. Um, And you can get little things like that thing from Bunnings um but yeah whatever you want to use as your container i guess it would have to be able to hold the granules of sand um they recommend um to fill it fill it with sand and actually essential oils which i have a lot of so um this is something that i might actually do as a little project and stick it in my room because i think it'd have really good juju. so they recommend sand and essential oils so whatever essential oils you know resonate with you um pour the sand in your container uh give it a little shake you know so it's nice and even Um, pop any stones or trinkets in your garden then. And I'm guessing you could use, you know, crystals, jade would be amazing. Um, I'm thinking like little elephants, you know, little Buddha elephant looking things. Um, So anything like that, little trinkets or whatever's important to you, special to you, maybe coins, you know, coins are um, a sign of abundance and stuff like that as well. Um, And then you can pop a few little plants in if you want to, um, if you want the color in there. Uh, And obviously, you know, you've got those, um, what are they, like jade plant? plant's really easy to grow um so you could stick some of that in there um i don't know if the bamboo would grow in there probably not maybe um but maybe plant is kind of in my head um so if you want a little bit of color in there and then um obviously then you get your little rake so They're saying you can actually use a skewer, which actually makes sense. So if you don't have a rake, and I don't know where you would get a rake from anyway, like a little miniature one, um, unless you bought the little box, which would have all the Zen garden stuff in it anyway. But if you can fashion a little rake uh, out of something or use a skewer, you know, the skewers you use to sort of test if things are cooked, um, you can use that and sort of, you know, move the sand around in different shapes and patterns. And, you know, and that's something great that you can do like, um, you know, as a focus exercise. So, I mean, I don't imagine you'd be taking it to school with you, if you're a kid, but, um, if you had it in your room and you're sort of struggling a bit, or you just want to sort of calm your energy, it's a really great little focus exercise, you know, moving the sand around with the skewer, um, you know, and that's why I guess we go to the beach and build sand castles because it is really, um, you know, uh, good for the, like a meditation kind of thing. Uh, cause kids get very caught up in that, you know, you're watching building their castles and they've got no idea that things are going on in the outside world. Um, they're just very focused on that one little task. So I think that's a really good tip. And um, if there's anything else that we can think of or anything we can pop into the show notes to kind of give you guys a um, point in the right direction, but I think get the kids involved. And, you know, if you're a grandmother, grandfather, you know, listening to this, um, get the grandkids involved. as a school holiday project potentially as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's not just... um, not just for the kids, it's good for the adults. Really good for the adults.
1: <laughs> so it is, um, yeah. so I
0: just wanted to say, with the jade plants, um, just watch, you do need to watch them in full harsh sun, um, as they can get sunburnt, so they, I think I'm not sure, but off the top of my head, I think jade plants like to have like between four and six hours of sun a day. But if okay. it's full harsh sun, yep. they can get burnt. So you might Okay.
1: So like a, a sunny a sunny window, sunny area sort of thing.
0: Yep, yep, that's yep. right. Um I've got mine, they still get sunlight, but they're also under the the eve of the house.
1: Uh-huh. A bit, yeah. I'm a lot of people want them at the front door. I noticed a lot of people have them yeah. at the front door
0: and that's there because it it is like you said a and it and it helps filter the energy coming through your your door as well um so that was that one and this has come back to my head two or three times now this thing i wanted to say and i was just about to write it down and and then i got talking again um so clearly i need to pay more attention to my thoughts and slow down a bit anyway um pots the containers you use for the base of the pots yeah you know how you buy like a pot plant to catch the water shallow dishes yeah those shallow dishes you can buy them they're really quite cheap to buy um and you can use them for like a sand
1: tray that is such a good idea because I was sort of thinking because they're mostly clay a lot of them are made out of clay or something aren't they yes yeah because I think clay is better than um I don't like the idea of plastic I don't think plastic's any good so I think clay or like a natural material, which is why I was saying wood, but I don't know that wood's too, um, you know, good, well sealed. So that'd actually be a really good idea. So the, the what Beck's talking mm-hmm. about is the um, little bi- base, basically of a pot. You know, when you get a pot plant or something like that, and it catches the water because um, it's got the little, you know, lip on it, little curved edge, like the saucer, and, um, yeah. Yeah, but I think a clay one would be really great because nothing's really getting through that, um, you know, because I use it for pot plants. So I think that would be nice. And it is a natural material, whereas, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm just not a fan of the, yeah, um, plastic and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. It also comes down to what, and this this is what we were saying earlier, is that it comes down to what feels good as well. You have to, you know, acknowledge your own intuition as to what feels good as well. So they both can come out with this like the plastic trays um sort of sources and the and the clay ones they can both come out and do the the same thing but of course one is obviously more earth element than the other and more friendlier yeah yeah so yeah it really comes down to now the other thing I was going to say Rochelle and I'm going to get this out really quickly Mm -hmm. is um with the plants the beauty about that and having them in pots as well is that you can shuffle them around so yes of
1: course you can so
0: we get really harsh frosts here in in canberra so having something out there that's a bit more frost tolerant will still give me that green you know that energy and the, the liveliness of the plants but it will be adaptable to the season so you can yeah. swap swap them out which is really cool and and like you said if you wanted a bit of pop of color here or a pop of color there yep. instead of going and planting all these yellow flowers in this corner yep. and doing this thing going oh they don't feel good mm-hmm. you can just pop them in plants as well, great
1: uh, idea pot as Pots. Well. yeah that's such a good idea i love that Until because you um, figure out yeah what you wanted yeah. and yeah work. yeah yeah no, that's a great tip. I actually had a um, orchid in here for quite a while and it's now in the kitchen because um, the light is a little bit better out there. And I had a guy who's really good with orchids and he would recommend that, that I put it out there. So, um, cause it didn't get as much light in this room as what it should. So um, yeah, it's good that it's in a little little pot, but I do still want to get some of that lucky bamboo. Um, Beck, next time we come together, uh, I wanted to, if it's okay with you, talk about paying it forward and The reason I wanted to do this is because I mentioned that trip to Warwick and that bookstore and that lady had a really interesting story, backstory, and a really interesting story about what she's doing to help other people out who are in need as well. So I felt like this was a really great opportunity to, you know, coming out of Christmas when we do see people doing, um, you know, lunches for the needy and, you know, shopping for the needy, you know, giving groceries to the needy. All this sort of stuff that tends to be when we st- when we do those things around Christmas time, and uh, we remember the people who are alone um, and stuff like that. So I've called this episode "Paying It Forward," and that's what we're going to do when we come back together again. And keeping in mind that these episodes are airing fortnightly, um, as opposed to weekly as well. So um, great episode, Beck. Thank you so much for today. That was uh, full of like wisdom. Every time I um, join with you, I just learn so much. And because we all have our special areas, we all have our special areas of knowledge, and um, they're not the same. So it's really, really uh, interesting for me, because, um, yeah, I do learn a lot. So thank you. And the vortex, Beck's going to be um, know, out of uh, out of That's bounds uh, for a little while. She's going to be in her vortex. So That's if it. anyone needs to reach Beck, don't uh, bother within <laughs> the next couple of weeks until she finishes this book.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go fill the bathtub with cushions and lock yep. the door and go and sit in there. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I'm having a bath for like two days.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the good thing with the vortex <laughs> is it isn't a huge book. It's not like a great big encyclopedia. No, no. Uh, it's definitely, um, you know, reasonably sized. And so, but it is actually more of a referral kind of book, I guess I would say, um, as opposed to, you know, similar to, um, uh, what's her name, Dolores Cannon, Three Waves of Volunteers. I mean, that's a book that I use as, yeah, a reference point. You know, I'll go back to it every so often. What was it again? What did, what was that thing again? Um, you know, so that's really something that we use for the rest of our lives. It's not just a book. Most of my books you read and you put down and that's it, you know. Uh, you don't go back to so it'd be interesting once you've read the vortex because i have it as well even though i gave it away um it'd be interesting once you've read it maybe to get together into an episode on this because it's something that you know is profound has changed our lives um i'll be meeting esther later this year so it might be interesting to get together into an episode on that once you've uh, had a read of it oh
0: i'm so excited i'm so Mm.
1: excited yeah i'm actually reading a
0: book at the moment i'm reading a book at the moment and I'm going to have to finish that first because it's the right thing to do. It's paying that respect to the book that I'm reading. So, um, but I'm tempted. I'm tempted to just go back to it later. I don't know.
1: Mm, <laughs> so that's a to tough figure, one.
0: Figure figure out the internal conflict there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one. I am going to create an episode though. So when you get through it, let us know, and I'll um yeah we'll bring bring that up and do that. Sounds good. Sounds yeah.
0: Good. And um, lots of love to everyone.
1: Yes, as always, love and healing. Um, and it is tricky this year, heading into March at this point. Um, lots of challenges, lots of relationships and emotional things. So if you are struggling if you're listening to this, please reach out. Uh, Becca and I are always here for a chat. You can email us at livinginlight 33 at gmail.com. You can contact us on Living Enlightened Podcast on Facebook. Um, if you do need to talk to someone, 13, 11, 14, that's a lifeline number. So, um, yeah, it has started out as quite a challenging year for a lot of people um, and relationships and emotions and things are very strong at the moment. So if you're feeling those things, you're not alone. Um, and Beck and I are always here. You know, the work that we do, um, we can always help. Um, or if you need to see a professional, um, seek them out. Um, really important. All right. Great episode, Beck, And I'll talk to you in another couple of weeks. Have a good couple of
0: weeks. Everyone and Michelle,
1: take care. Chat soon.